When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Maranzio Vance in studio, talking about his appendix exploding and other life sad stories, next on the Best of... That was good. We're smoozing. No bumper music. That was so wonderful. No Cassie. This morning on the KQ Morning Show, Maranzio came in and he said, can you see me? 
<laughs> yeah, because he was like, turn the mic on. I was like, I'm on the mic. He's like, no, nah, the other mic. And I was like, <laughs> the eye of God in here? Is he okay? Well, I went to see if it was raining, and I didn't get back in time for the end of the break. So whenever I'm not there at the end of the break, they just fall silent. Yeah. It's a radio You're show. Voice, when you start though. talking. You're the voice. Well, Lastman thinks it's his show. Well, at mm. times. God, yes. how about the way Britney goes after Lastman? I think it's phenomenal. That is good. Britney tears him up. So, Maranzi, i got to tell you this. Tell me. You had really good parents, and I know you went through a breakup. I, my father was, was institutionalized when I was 10 years old, so he was gone. You had a breakup with his parents? No, but his parents <laughs> My separated. parents, they separated. You know. Oh, they had a breakup. Yeah, they, they I, just, I was getting into this. You, know you know how people get <laughs> together and say, you know, I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I'm going to leave. And they were like, all right. <laughs> That's like pretty much, what, half of marriages? So, About 52% now. 52% yeah. now. The, the number's going up because people have options. Did you take options. it personal? Yeah. <laughs> Did you take it as, as your fault? Um, in the beginning, I did. Yeah. How old yeah. were you when that happened? Uh, first grade. 41. Oh, yeah, that's like <laughs> was, that's the worst age for it to happen, I, I think. Third grade. I had great grades and everything. And then my, my mom was like, your dad's not coming back. And I was like, oh, is he at work? <laughs> <laughs> no, he is the opposite. He's on that seven-day-a-week shift. Yeah, uh, he's never coming back. And then, you know, he left and... You know, I had to go to counseling because I thought it was my fault, and yep. I tried to take on the responsibilities that yep. my father did when All he was kids. in the house. So yeah. I'm up at two o'clock in the morning cleaning and whatnot, looking like a, a jerk. Yeah. You, know? you have other uh, other brothers and sisters? Yeah, I took care yeah. of them. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know. So you and I had the same duty. Trying to usher my brother and trying to explain to him, and then you know, my sister. After even after my parents split up, they you know somehow my sister came into the fold and they created another life, even though they weren't going to be together. And I helped take care of my sister. And that's cool. It is great. Yeah, it's a lot of work, though. A lot of work. You but miss your, you. you miss your childhood. That is yeah, true. You do. It I, is gone. I started working when I was 11 years old. Me too. Much in the same way. When you were talking, today, I was like, God, he, he had a very similar background to mine, except my father's mentally ill, and yours right. was not. But your father and mother did you a, a, a great service because your mother was very funny and not really loose with you, but she joked around with right. you. Right. And your father was very serious. Well, you you do a really good job of balancing that. Those two, you I do. Try. You do. You do a great job with that i was very impressed today thank you man appreciate it i had the same situation you know my dad was gone and and so you here's the deal the one thing i will tell you about my father and that i think you're searching for that right now and maybe you found it but because my father was mentally ill i am afraid of nothing and no one it was a great service i'm not afraid of nothing Um, same story i almost died 2013 uh my appendix burst and inside me i didn't know what was going i was performing at the uh the comedy store and uh i went on stage and i felt a sharp pain Yep. In my side, fever, vomiting. You the show. I thought it was gas. I like gas. <laughs> I thought it was sharp gas. <laughs> yeah, like gas. Very, pain. very powerful gas. Yeah, pain. yeah. I was like, I had eaten. It I had, can be gas. Well, I, had eaten it, can be. I had eaten it Chipotle, so I felt like <laughs> <laughs> I, I deserve this. I deserve whatever I'm about to receive from eating it Chipotle. They warned you. They yeah, they you. like you can eat this if you want to, but once you leave, it's on you, buddy. And I, <laughs> I had a sharp pain in my side, and I, I ignored it, and I, you know. I went home and laid down and woke up the next day and went to sleep with this and woke up the next day oh. and my stomach was all bloated. I thought, I thought I was on my period. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then I was walking around with Mario Joyner, a good oh, friend yeah. of mine. Yep, yep. He, we were hanging out and he was like, what's wrong? I don't know, stomach hurt. Like, you need to get something to eat. And I ate something and that made it worse. So about 7.30 that night, I was curled up in the fetal position and my stomach was like, we should probably go to the hospital. And I was like, yeah, 
right, we should go to the hospital. <laughs> You're talking to your stomach. Yeah, and then I right. drove myself to the hospital. Like you did? Crouched down. <laughs> oh, and geez. I'm driving. I'm like, I knew the way, and so I'm like, periodically, I'm looking up at the street, like, yeah, it's still there. And I'm oh. looking down. By the time I got to the hospital, I I was so in so much pain, I had to crawl to. Oh yeah, appendicitis the, is. Yeah. So I crawled into the emergency room. I'm on the floor, and the lady's like, you know, can I help you? I was take like, yeah. Take a seat. Take a number. Yeah. I'm like, I need to I need to see a doctor. And she was like, you need to fill out these forms. Yep. I was like, uh, how long did, you, how long did they make you wait? Process. Two hours. Yep. Yeah, I see. You're a big white guy, and you're going with chest pain. <laughs> so when, you, they, oh, they that's cold. No, but no one. That's what that's happened. Several that's people of, told me I should have said I had chest pain yeah. when yeah, I walked boom. in. That's, that's because oh, you're dead yeah. within seconds. Or you should told me you're white. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I identify as a white guy. So I don't. You know, I don't care <laughs> so, what you see. I am a white man, so get me in right away. Yeah, it's so, totally unfair, but it is. Know, I had, so. I've had to say that I'm like the trash can like that. I was vomiting. I got to the point where I was vomiting. Yeah. Oh. They brought me. I'm going to spit my gum in there, and it's going to look like I'm vomiting in there. <laughs> Although I one word uh, uh, of caution for you. No. Right now, it's not all that great to be a white man in America. No, it is. It's still <laughs> it, it is. a lot of complaining. Uh, this of is your fault. As long as you stay off Twitter, it's but fine. But it's people in power <laughs> complaining about how bad it is. I know. It's well, amazing. Yeah. People it's the people with the really money that's like, man, we can't do <laughs> stuff like we used true. to. Like, uh, it's hilarious. Share the wealth, maybe. I'm I went to the it. hospital when I was 15 with what they thought was Crohn's at the time. Crohn's. Um, okay. If very similar symptoms, and for all we knew, it was a burst appendix, and yeah, I had the same experience. I went there and waited for quite some time. They just, yeah, unless they think that you're about to die, they're like, you know. But I, I was it. lying on the floor, curled up in a fetal position, in the hospital, in the hospital. Yeah. listening to Armenian television, which, which <laughs> Armenian was, I, don't, I don't even know if that was more, I think that was more painful than the appendicitis. <laughs> then they finally came and got me, they put me on the little gurney, took me in, and the doctor yeah. was poking my stomach, and she was like, does that hurt? And I was like, yes, and I need you to stop. And <laughs> she, she says to me, I think you have appendicitis. I said, okay, because that's what WebMD said. Uh, <laughs> what do you think I should do? She said, we should probably remove it. I said, well, that goes, that goes my second opinion, because that's what WebMD said. So The stomach or you check WebMD? <laughs> uh, we both did. We both did. And then they, they, they took me in the emergency and shaved me down. No, you didn't even get a scan? Nah, just, they just yeah. went straight. Yeah, started. that's pretty serious. Cut me open. It woke me up. Well, I woke up like two hours later, and the doctor was like, "Man, we almost lost you." And I was like, "Ooh, I'm wow. glad, yeah." I'm, I'm glad you found me. But <laughs> well, you're I could have yeah. gone. I could have gone my entire life without you telling me. Yeah, <laughs> you probably yeah, had right. pneumothorax, which is not good. Well, I had a tube in my stomach. Yeah, for that's because they had to drain your... Yeah, your for seven days I was in the hospital. Yikes. Yeah. Is that where all the stuff drains out? Yeah. The, well, yeah. The, yeah, the tube is for... Yeah, because your um, abdomen isn't usually supposed to have liquid in it, but yeah. since your appendix burst, yeah. then okay, you could have gone septic. They gave me painkillers, but I don't think the painkillers was for the appendix. I think it was for the bed they had me sleeping in. <laughs> that was just to kill the pain. Oh, my God. I, 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 90% I of the that. people that die in the hospital die because the bed is uncomfortable because that was the most uncomfortable slab. I've ever laid yeah, out my entire good. life. No, it's not good for seven days. Seven days in the hospital. Seven days. How long was I in the hospital? About seven days, I think. I think it was about seven well, days. Well, there we go. We had the same thing. That's my son, I by just the way. got hey, luckier, I guess. And yep, yeah, it's a sore spot in my life. Though. Him? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> because you he knows about more it? about medicine than any living human, but he will not become a doctor. Wow. And I don't Too lazy. It. Too lazy? Mm-hmm. Too lazy. We could be in oh, your lazy doctor, so you take your own temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hey, as long as I only idiots. practice it on myself, it's not illegal. That's true. Is that what you did? No. Uh, <laughs> somebody explain something to me. These two women got in a fight in Texas. You looked at them. I was like, these... I know, right? They keep it Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> two women got in a fight. Literally, I was like, I've been with them the entire time. I had that night fought, so... Thank you. Michael, maybe you're the guy to explain it the best of anybody. These two women got in a fight in Texas because the, the 41-year-old woman was drunk and okay. the 28-year-old woman owned the house. So she said, I need some booze and cigarettes. And the 28-year-old said, you got to go. You're getting out of hand. You got to leave my house. They got in a fight and the 41-year-old bit the bridge of the woman's Ooh. nose off and swallowed it. Oh. How is she? So they take her to the hospital. To get the nose out? No, no. They, they got to replace the bridge in her nose and the skin and all that stuff. Yeah. And they charged her $12,000. Why wouldn't that be covered by insurance? It wasn't her fault. She may not maybe have she, Yeah, she, maybe she didn't have insurance. Everybody's got insurance. Uh, they, no. Everybody doesn't. Man, there's a lot I'm of paying for like 15 people, so yeah. why, why oh, don't wow. everybody have you need, to, you need to do some deductions. I yeah. really do. There's a lot of people without insurance. So Why? Because for a lot of different reasons. It is yeah. most Mainly financial. Some people think they don't need it. $12,000, yeah. Well, it's a whole nose. It'd have been cheap. Your nose is gone. Well, I'm just saying like they found it. They had to rebuild the well, nose. I'm just saying it'd been cheaper to just go get the cigarettes and the booze. <laughs> it'd been a lot cheaper. If you think about it now, you're like, I should have got them booze. Man, get that whiskey Ask, and get those palm malls. Yeah, it'd been go. fine. Now you got to buy a Kia. On Tuesday, ask Doc how much it costs to get a new nose. Yeah, I could ask Ralph Bash. Yeah, he'll tell you. I could ask Ralph because he would know, definitely. Honest to God. It's just, I, I thought, how weird is that that they would charge her 12 Why doesn't... Why don't hospitals have an emergency fund for situations like that? Well, they do. Right. They write off tons of money. Yeah, if you do. don't have insurance, you can tell the hospital yeah. you don't have insurance, and then they'll lower the payment. Yeah. But not everyone well, knows de- that. That depends on the state. There's some oh, states, yeah. like in Minnesota, there's a deal that was made with the attorney general's office. Some states don't have that same deal. Some mm. states, if you tell them you don't have insurance, they you head on down the road. They push you out. Like, yeah. hey, that's okay. No. Time yeah. for you to go now. That's it. That's not very nice. No, they do that in LA a lot too, though. Just kick you out of the hospital. Well, once like the homeless people and stuff, once they're done treating them mm-hmm. as much as they're going to treat them, yeah, they literally like drive them somewhere yep. and drop them, off. pull them out, get you put right them out to the point of okay, I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, and they let them go. <laughs> like they got surveillance cameras. Watch. They, they have surveillance cameras actual showing footage of doctors or hospitals dropping people off really? and like leaving them. Yep. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's America. It's, a, it's. I think it's on the morning. Like, I saw a stat by the way they're saying uh and i, I can bring up the i can find the article and andy you can find the article they're saying that according to statistics there are still four hundred one thousand slaves in america okay. how is that possible are, are they that. are they figuring sex slaves or well they got like, it's got to be sex slaves. yeah i mean yeah if you use that definition then yeah there's probably i mean they every once in a while they'll bust a hotel and it's filled with women they brought up from or kids they brought up from mexico yeah that's all these guys are having yeah. sex with it and it's like oh god you know so yeah, if you look if you look at us, there's more there's more slavery now than there was Before, during the time of slavery because of Libya sex slavery. Or something like well, that. there's well, six not billion there's, people. I mean, there's seven. What else is it? Regular slavery too, right? Libya it's, or something. It's like, like labor. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's everything. Mm-hmm. Like, labor slaves. Yeah. Who's got labor slaves? <laughs> well, it's probably pretty much anyone. That a lot of slaves. Yeah. Pretty much anyone in a third world country yeah, yeah, have labor slaves. I'm sorry, but see, sex slaves. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure because I've I've never been with a hooker in my life, and I've never been a pimp in my mm. life but i don't understand i've if, never if, been a pimp in my life it, it, like at this day i'm like i gotta tell you my mother said you will love the story <laughs> 
So I, I grew up in, you know, a pretty bad neighborhood. It was very dangerous. My mother worked at a place called Kilroy's Cafe. And she got us our first TV. The TV was terrible, but at least we had a TV. Right. So I'm like, I suppose, 10 or 11. My sister is 13. And we turn on the TV. It's, oh, we got a TV now. There are only three channels at the time, but that was that. So we turn on TV, and it was on uh, George Grimm was the newsman's name. Why would you take news from a guy named Grimm? Oh, yeah. I'll never That's understand. terrible. So he goes on, he goes, there's been a murder in North Minneapolis, which is where I grew up. North Minneapolis has been a murder. We go to the scene now. And they go to the scene, and they show Kilroy's Cafe. Wow. And I said to my sister, man, I hope somebody didn't murder mom. <laughs> my mother's working, right? This is a true story, honestly. Oh, my God. So the camera's on the front door of Kilroy's Cafe, which was on, on Plymouth and Emerson. And the first thing you see is two cops coming out, and between the two cops is my mother with her coat over her head. <laughs> and I said, Vicky, I think mom killed somebody. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it just turns out that they didn't want her face shown on television because she was a witness to the murder. Oh. I said, well, Mom, what happened? And she said, I was standing right behind the guy, or right in front of the guy, when this woman stabbed him. I said, well, why would a woman stab him? She said, well, it's like, it happens at least once a month over at the cafe. What? You got you got whores coming this in, and the then regular. they stab their pimps. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I like huh. how she's having a regular conversation. Yeah, you know, this is once a month. <laughs> you know, we serve some drinks, somebody gets stabbed. It's okay. Are you like, do you like the TV? Yeah. I like the TV, TV. <laughs> Tell me more about these wars and pimps. That's killing. That's hilarious. What a, what a childhood. I mean, what a childhood. Have you written a book? I should write should. a book. What you waiting on? As a, I should write a Do book. Do you want somebody else to write it for you? Don't say what you waiting on. You act like I'm going to die any minute. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want you to like have some. You know, people always write uh, unofficial bio, autobiographies yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that. And they get yeah. it wrong. Yeah, and they, they do. end up yeah. saying some stuff about <laughs> you. Charles Barkley, his was, was, mis, he was misquoted. Yeah. It was misquoted in his autobiography. I love that. So that was write your own book. I should write a book. Stop true. playing. Man, there's a lot of stuff that I could be taught. Well, you know most of the stuff yeah. now over the there's years. There's some great stories. But why, if, if there was a killing there once a week, why did they have <laughs> once her a cover month. her face? Or once a month. Why did they have her cover her face for this one? I don't know. <laughs> she witnessed that all the time. But she's witnessed all, most of them, didn't but she? But honestly, she said, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's the whores and the pimps. That, you know. Like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that you serve food to whores and pimps. Whores and pimps got to eat, too. They have to eat, too. That's All the exactly ones you used right. to see come home in the morning. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. See, that, I can't go to... I never have been able to go to strip joints because when I was a little boy, I would wake up with the sunrise and I would go out. Well, here's the deal. When my father was taken away, I sat in the chair by the front door. I was only 10 years old, but I was the oldest boy in the house, so I thought I had to protect the family. Right. And it scared the hell out of me. And that's why I'm not afraid of anything now because I finally got through because I thought, well, if somebody does break through the door, I'm not going to be able to fend them off because I'm only 10. Right. But at least I could slow them down. And the rest mm-hmm. of the story is after the break. It is. Because, be, oh, God. Yeah. I, that, man, you guys are making it go by fast. We'll be right back. Right after this Tom Bernard show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Open up your appendix and have it taken out. That was Maranzio Vance on the best of. Coming up next, a little more Maranzio, but we have a special drop-in of Andy Kindler. Surprising everybody. No one more than Maranzio. Next on the best of. Don't try to deny what you 
and nothing you say to me that I've heard is wrong. No, it's not that you say is wrong. It's like people don't people don't agree, if people don't agree with it. They hate you. The problem with the problem with the culture now is everybody's like you should be able to say what you want, but people have to agree with what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. So that's, I gotta that's like exactly it first. That's that. Oh, I gotta like what you're yeah, saying, and then wonderful. I'll support it. But it's like, like. I don't care. Like, like I was telling her, I just want to work. Yep, I, have, yep, I have, yep. I have kids, so I, I just want to work. You know what I mean? But the 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 hustle and the grind. There's a politics behind it. Like, I don't like. That's gonna sound. I don't like money. I'm the I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I don't like what money, money does. You know what I mean? You gotta have right. money. You gotta but have you don't it. like it. I understand what you're saying. It's a yeah. tree. You yeah. cut down a tree. You turn it into a piece of paper. You printed something on it, and you told people this is more valuable than the life that you yep, live. Yep. It's, money changes everything with the way people look at you too. They do. If they found out, if they find out you have money. They don't treat you the same. No. It's terrible. No. Oh man, we gotta go. I had fun, Come man. Back. So I had a ball talking to you. So I gotta. Yeah, I got to get a hold of your number so we can call you once in a while and get your viewpoint. I would something. love to come back on, man. It's fantastic. I had a great time. You got a laid back, Kate. You had a laid back style, man. You know, I, why do it? That's normal style. Today, that's what I'm like. Today, today. I don't know today. what it is. He's calmer today. He's smooth. He's lost the weight. He's calmer. He's smooth, he's smooth whiskey. He, no, he's be. a mess. Or maybe <laughs> he's, he's a mess. Captain's he's not a really <laughs> nice shot. Captain's not here. Maybe Yeah, that's right, Cap. My wife is not here to drive right, me crazy. Right, that might be what it is. Because she be sitting here. It could be. No, I just know. When I talked to you this morning on the morning show, everything we talked about, I really liked. And I went, this is going to be a really interesting house. So I was already kind of relaxed about it going, this is, you know, I could learn something. Whenever I could learn something, I really liked that. I like people I can learn from. Absolutely. And it sounds mean because people are like, you don't like to hang around with someone or something? He don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's it. what a relationship, like if, you, if you're married to somebody, like that's why I'm not married yet because I haven't found anyone that I feel like is going to be a constant mm-hmm. growth situation. Like mm-hmm. if I can't get nothing from you, not sexually or anything, but like I need you to go out and learn something. And then yeah. you need to come back and tell me, and I'm going to learn yeah. something, and I'm going to come back and tell you, and then we're going to be able to help each other. But Bro, if you just yeah. sit there and be like, what did you do today? I'm like, what did you do today? <laughs> right. true. What did you learn? Did you read a book? Have you read this week? <laughs> Have you read this week? This month? For There's real, so though. many things I want to bring real, up, and man, it's unbelievable. Well, thank you for being here. Thank unbelievable. You, Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. Sunday. How long have you been married? going for those 34 years. You enjoy it? It's all I adore my wife. I, think I love my wife. I, I'm, I'm not for telling anybody that. I adore my yeah. wife. Okay. She's great. That's great, man. She's a, she's a doll. She will defend me. I mean, she. if people go after me, she will light them up oh, like there's no yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. She's it, wonderful. The cool part is you have, I hate this term, ride or die, because it sounds so, I don't know, culture. Yeah, sounds so But you have somebody who believes in you that supports you or whatever. And not because she just loves you, because you're right. If you were wrong, I believe she would be like, right. you're she wrong. Tells him when you know what I mean? She, she, yeah, yeah, she will tell me I'm a, yeah, she will tell me when I'm wrong, that's for sure. I've never been married before. Because I, I, I look at it like this. I, I have a backpack. I, look, I use the analogy of a backpack. <laughs> I got two backpacks. One for me and one for the person that I'm going to spend my life with. And I have this backpack that I want to give to somebody because life is a journey. You know what I'm saying? We're going to walk down this path. We, I've never been down this road before. We need to do it together. I haven't found anybody I want to give my backpack to yet. You got ten more minutes. <laughs> To go where? Well, to just to be here. <laughs> to go where? Can we go 10 more minutes and then just the cut backpack. the last thing and make this the first? To stay on the show. To I, I, I want you to stay on the show for one more segment. We'll just cut it out later. So we'll go to we'll go to 30 minutes here. If you can do that. I'll, fine. I'll have a thing to do. I think I've been trapped in the mall for two days. Now, here's what I wanted to run by everybody in this room. Uh, there, There's... Uh, uh, 
university in England that no longer allows anybody on campus to say, as you know. Did you know about this? Mm-mm. No, what? You cannot say, as you know, on campus. Because know. students say, well, you, you, you make me feel terrible. You make me feel ignorant because what if I don't know? Uh, if you say, as you know, I got to say, no, well, I don't know. That's how you learn things. Yeah. Right. If right. you don't know yet, you can teach you me. You know? can teach me. All of you can. They will not. You cannot allow. sit it. You cannot say. Uh, what, where was that, Andy? It was in England. I have no idea what you're Would talking you look, about. Look it up. As you, it was at uh, University of England. Um, but you cannot say as you know on campus. It's That's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's terrible. That's ridiculous. I have a friend. You know, I don't know if you know Dana Arms yet or not, but he's he's an orthopedic surgeon. Oh, of course, yeah. Dana's yeah. a great guy. He's a great guy. And he was telling me about like my hands are all bent up. That it's a thing called Peroni's disease, but I didn't know that's what it was, right? So he said, "Well, as you know, there are ways to treat." It. And I said, "Well, actually, I don't know, but you have the knowledge, and I'd love to learn yeah. about this." First of all, I didn't know I had it until you told me I had it. <laughs> exactly. So I as you know, knowledge. with that disease, no, I didn't know. <laughs> it's true. I just found out it was a disease the moment you told me when yeah. I. Did. I know. So that's the whole thing. Did you find anything, Andy? Uh, it's Bath University. It's Bath yeah. University. That's exactly right. So read the story very quickly, if you would. Or not very quickly, but as much as you want. Well, it looks like the Cliff lecturers are supposed to not say it. Oh, I thought they didn't want the students to say it either. No. Or but it's because on. they I mean, get regardless. mad because they right. don't know it? Yep. <laughs> See, my grandfather taught me that way, though. You know, if you don't know something, you don't say, I don't know, but you say, I'm not sure, and you're going to find out. You that's know what it. I mean? And that's the I'd way I'd like to gain to the knowledge. I'd so like to gain some knowledge. So that I, would be great. That's the opposite of what I As you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, when people say that, they say it in a way that they kind of got their slant on what First of all, you can't even say, as you know. In a very condescending way. It's not. A, That's it's, what I was gonna say. It's like, yeah. As you How know, you cheese does cause something. <laughs> or whatever. Like <laughs> he was trying to invent some of cheese cause. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I saw that. Everything causes something. Yeah, constipation. If you get it from the government. Oh, listen to you back there, expert on constipation. Tom. Oh, I am 56. Tom, you're li- you following. Oh, my God. One of my favorite people in the world is here. Oh, wow. Andy Kindler. Wow. wow. See? Oh, my God. I wasn't going to tell him. That's why I wanted him to stay. Look how that works. How many years has it been? I don't know. Let's don't worry about it. Andy <laughs> Kindler. I ain't worried because I'm old. We both are. Okay. Well, here, right? no, 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 no. True story. True story. Do you mind if he sits there? Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Andy, very come on, come on. Andy, come sit over here. No, no, you. No, no, no. I'm about, I'm about to tell a story about you. Come on. Fine, you're good. I'm good. I'm about to tell a story about you. She doesn't want to talk anyway, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dana's a very nice person. Far too nice for shy. Oh. I can't operate the board. When I say, when I say purist, when mm-hmm. I was talking earlier about yep. purists in yep. comedy, that's a purist. Yeah. Andy and I have been purist. very good friends for about 25 years. When I say years. funny. Oh, he's the funniest man on earth. Brilliant. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about you. Now I have to do Shakespeare oh, material. Scenes. That worked out. Uh, he was a judge. He was a judge on Last Comic Standing. Yep. Yep, and I, I, did, I didn't want to do it, but when I found out that he was a part of it, I was like, I'll do it. Because I didn't think that he would be a part of something that was crummy. Yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? And then it was recipes. Greg Geraldo was on there. And they had Natasha Leggero was the other judge yep. at the time, which yep. which we had an issue with because we oh, were really? like, she hadn't been, she wasn't a name name at the time to where she should have been able to be in a position to judge comedy we felt like you know what i mean yeah i understand what but you're andy saying. was yeah. i like if andy used to do this thing he does it do you still do it at the address yeah every i'm doing it next week he does Montreal. this thing called the industry uh, uh state of the industry state of the industry and he just goes on stage and he just like 
rips the industry. Not you. No. That's yeah. really hard to you believe. You know, like things like Jay Leno has a car that runs on the energy of all the people's dreams he's crushed. <laughs> <laughs> the year I went, the year I went, I was like, I don't... You ever see somebody, you like, man, that person is so good. I hope they get whatever they want. Like, because you like yeah, happy yep, for them. Yep. He went on, the year I went was in 2006, and... This was during the time when Dane Cook was like, Dane yeah, Cook is being wrong. Yeah. And he broke down Dane Cook's whole entire act, his, his success <laughs> and everything. And when I say it was the most brilliant, oh, yeah. hard to watch thing, because it was honest and it was funny. But Barry Katz, Dane's manager at the time, was yeah. in the room oh. watching it. Oh, I never, uh, was it at the speech I did it? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, because I used to do that thing about, uh, I go, you ever go to the beach where there are items and the sand goes yeah. to the bring and the all those words that he would just because i made a joke about it because people thought i was hating on dane cook but then when i saw him do it right because dane cook no disrespect he made it however you make it you make it yeah, he was right. the he was original at what he did even though what he did right. was not great <laughs> i would agree well, he i recognized. love that that's a pretty good i like that's a I good slam yeah he, he did what he did it just wasn't good it just wasn't good that but there were no comedians who specifically catered toward like 15 year old boys and was like there's yeah. a niche market but the thing i had the problem i had with dane was he would do this i'm walking over to the refrigerator i'm putting my left foot in front of my right yeah. foot to get to the refrigerator i meandered over like he would say the same thing like five different times in the living room area of the house yes and then it was like if you were only allowed to say it one way his act would be like five minutes well yeah if you was only allowed to say something <laughs> if he was allowed to repeat himself his act would be literally 10 minutes his whole career i love that mm -hmm. his whole career his whole career would be a 10 minute act so here's the deal about 25 years ago mm. This friend of mine says, you got to see this video of this guy named Andy Kent. I was like, what? remember that hour you did uh, uh, when you were talking about Round Up the Jews? Oh, no, that was the HBO Young Comedian special. Yeah, 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 there yeah, you right. go. And that, that was about 25 years ago, wasn't it? it? I think it's exactly 25 years yeah. ago. So I sit down and I watch this guy because you know, I'd never seen him before. And I'm watching him and I go, good God, this guy's incredibly yeah. good, right? Then about uh, maybe a year later, you were in town, and he came in. And we just hit it off like this. Well, first of all, I suppose if you're heaping adoration on someone, they're going to like you. <laughs> you know, that whole deal you did with your, was it your aunt, your mom? Adzi, you <laughs> live in California. This actually, my mother said this to me so years wonderful. ago. She's sitting in a restaurant in California, and she goes, Adzi, you live in California. How are the fajitas? <laughs> 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 it was like in it was in uh, Marin County. I'll never forget it. We oh, were sitting in Sausalito, and she was reading from the guidebook. Sausalito, north of the Golden Gate Bridge, nestled in lovely Marin County. <laughs> <laughs> do you live in the valley? I do now. Yeah. You took a picture right. of a couch or something. Yes, yeah. Oh, or is it the mattresses or the couch? Yeah, it, it, it was in Sherman Oaks. It yeah. was like on Woodman and like Magnolia. I lived down the street, and I, was, I saw you. Twitter feed. I was like, "What is he doing? Like, is he like just taking pictures of our neighborhood and posting it?" I was dying. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Kester. 
Just, okay. uh, just north of Ventura. I'm with Woodman and uh, Sherman Way. Oh, this is, we have to do this stuff. This is so exciting. Yeah, this is great let's go, let's go take pictures. This is wonderful. Let's go take pictures of street furniture. I don't think I've seen you since uh, last Comic Standing. Right? I haven't seen you in a while, man. Whoa. Well, you're working, though. Uh, not in comedy. <laughs> 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 this is why I love doing this afternoon. Did you look at the day. homeowner's insurance that I sent you last night? Are you going to go for it? Yeah, I'll pick okay. it up. Uh, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> what do you... Jeez. That's your hustle now? Let's get that out. There have been so many meaningful moments in my friendship with Andy Kendler. Like, you know, he had a very sad moment happened to him a couple of years ago. When you came in and you gave me that big hug and you had a tear in your eye, it was... Man, I, it meant so much to me. It was unbelievable. Wow. Him liking yeah. me... Made me Doesn't like. It make you, yeah, you're right. Him you're liking right. me made me like doing the show because yeah. I didn't yep. want to do hmm. Barry Cat. I can understand that. I mean, I definitely can understand because I wasn't even like, didn't even want to. Uh, I was always making fun of that show, so I didn't even. Wanna, I made fun of it. I didn't even want to judge, and then all of a sudden, I was broke. <laughs> and then, and yeah, and then, the, the, but they did say they weren't going to do any like shenanigans. They on didn't it. do the house stuff. I said I wouldn't do it if you do the house. I'm not coming on if you do the house. I didn't want to do all these challenges or anything like that. We can just go on stage, tell jokes. That's it, and you yeah. judge whatever. Yeah. Even though I don't think comedy should be a competition right. like that, no, I or whatever. Yeah, but I at the time, just like Andy, I was broke. And I was like, eh, I guess I'll go do this. And then I saw him, and I was like, it can't be that bad. And you a know? good batch of comics in general. It was. It was a great. James Adomi in that Oh, year. I love James Adomi. Okay. Yeah. Roy Wood Jr. came out of that. Yeah, Tommy Jonigan. Tommy Jonigan. We had a good... Yeah. It wasn't a bad... A Lori Kilmartin. Lori Kilmartin was there. Yeah. Love her, too. She was just on uh, about a month ago. Mike DiStefano. Uh, really great DiStefano. My, yeah, he passed Rest away. Recipes, so, recipes, yeah. yeah. So, well, that's the way to cheer everybody up. Well, no, no, it's a fame. You know, like people die though. I just want to let you <laughs> they do. That. do. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure about. Oh, wait, I, about a minute. I got to take a break. I would, if if you got time, I would love to hear you guys talk some more because it's the real business. People don't get to hear this stuff ever. Let me check my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can. I think I can do it. If you don't mind, I'd love love to. We got to get JB a chair, though. We can't have JB standing up, otherwise they're going to be calling me me a racist again. (laughs) Why are you always making? Because they look out the window and see the black man standing up at the end of the table. I'm going to get roasted. (laughs) See. Yeah, then you, you like, then you feel the stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> right. We lose it either way it go. <laughs> but I was late because I was working. Oh, okay. Then there it is. Well, you <laughs> weren't were you working really? Now you fixed it. Yes, it did. No, this, this <laughs> ought to be unbelievable. We'll just take a, a, a quick break. We'll come back. We already took the break for the top, Andy, because you're just going to edit this part out, right? Or bedded it back in. Yeah. So we'll just take a two-minute break right here. Do you want to do your spot live? I don't care. We don't need to do this. This is great stuff. You want to do it live? Your enthusiasm. How about we do this? Okay, I'll I'll leave the spot. Okay, I really like this. You know, I went to see him last time. He was in town. You know, he was good stuff. Where are you? Are you acting? Yeah, I've been acting since like the early. Well, no, not the early nineties, like two thousand. Since two thousand. All right, we'll take a break. Come right back in two minutes. We're going to hear more. Everybody's appearing tonight and tomorrow night. It's going to be wonderful. I might go see California. I might go see Andy's show. <laughs> She's going to take the night off. You're the end of show. I get to watch show. the show. You're going to put on. We'll be right back in two minutes. Tom Bernard How are you doing? Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Andy Kindler and Maranzio Vance. 
coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 543 with one of the nicest guys we've had on the podcast, Eddie Pepitone. Next on The Best Of. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30 at Acme, do you agree it's one of the best uh, clubs in the world? Absolutely. It's, Everybody thinks so. It's, uh, it's amazing, yeah. It, it, just, it just is a really high level of uh, audience. Like, uh, yeah. they, they've been trained really well by Lewis, the owner. You know, Lewis trained, great. meaning, you know, the hacks have been kept out. <laughs> you know, the guys who talk about, oh, dating is nuts, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> or airplane yeah. food or whatever it is, you know, yeah, just that yeah. hacky way of doing stand-up. You know, stand-up is about telling the truth. You know what I mean? Well, and it's the last bastion of the truth. Mm. It is. You're not the le- you're not the first guy who's told me that recently. Oh, a lot of people fact. are saying that stand up is the last place it is. where people are telling the truth. And I said to this guy who told who said who, who said that I said, "What about bands?" And he said, "No, nah, they're not doing that anymore." No. Mu- <clears throat> rock guy, you know, music guys, right? You know, they're going shake your shake your pure booty, shake your booty. You know, That's I was really listening good, to Eddie. pop music the other. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because I have I have uh, fallen behind on music big time, and yeah, so uh, I, I went I joined Spotify, not to brag. I have that kind of lifestyle. Sure. And uh, I checked out like the hundred most popular tracks in the U.S. and then hundred pop tunes, and they all were just garbage. Oh, it's terrible. Talking yeah. about garbage. The, yeah, it's just all about. Oh, I like to dance on the dance yeah. floor. It's no, like really, really, the world is crumbling around you. Do you have anything to say? No, it's your absolute. No, they right don't now. have anything to say. They, they like to dance and they like to party. That's why he's <laughs> so boring music. at this stage. Rap music destroyed R and B. It's just so simplified. It. The that's why I don't like music with lyrics is because the lyrics are always it's just like the one thing the mm-hmm. dancing or partying or sex or it's like you know get a get a hobby are they, get a hobby sing about that or they yeah. repeat the lyrics oh yeah throughout. I whip yeah. my hair back and forth and I whip my hair back right. and forth <laughs> uh, Eddie I gotta introduce you to Andy my son down there because <clears throat> you two have never met Eddie Pepitone hi Andy I'm sorry that you had to be raised the way you were <laughs> Let me just tell you something, Eddie. Yes. Sister is getting married. Little sister. Andy will be 28 next week. She's 25. Mm -hmm. He goes up to her, to her husband-to-be. Yes. And says... So what time do I have to come to this thing? <laughs> is that right? That's what I would say. Because no matter what the event is, whether it's a funeral well, it's a thing. or a wedding, it's like, all right, what time yeah, is this Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's Andy. What time do I have to be at this thing Saturday? Yeah, like, yeah. It's my wedding. My thing. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's how I refer to starting my own day. So, I mean, yeah. what time do I have to start this thing tomorrow? Well, you're like me. You don't want to do it. 3 p.m. See, yeah, that, that exactly. kind of attitude when you're like, what time do I have to be at this thing? It means that you don't look forward to anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much true. I have to pick up my $10,000 lottery check. Okay, what yeah, time? Yeah, that I can get into. What time? I'll be there with bells on for that. <laughs> Eddie, i got to ask you because you got you and Mordahl were talking about on a KQ morning show. Uh-huh. How did you not make it into the house on last comment? <laughs> um, I think they, and Dave touched on it too, 
they they kind of it, it real first of all that show is kind of a horror show i don't know if it's still on the air but they they it don't really down, yeah. it isn't a meritocracy meaning right. it's not the funniest people which should yeah, be in stand up the funniest people who quote unquote go into the house by the way the, the whole idea of it being a competition is also ridiculous That's like what, what kind yeah. what, in painting would they be like all right today van gogh is going up against picasso to see who stays <laughs> on the uh, on the river bank in paris right you know what i mean like it's it's not that but uh, i think it was just a casting decision they they didn't want uh, you know two ugly guys me and Wardell, or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was two old ugly people they they needed we need we need young hot people what the hell we already have Mordell. he's dragging the show down look at him look at Mordell. well, well it's true well, I mean, what is the <laughs> oldest comedian that has won last comic standing so far? I don't know. I'm 25. Yeah, like... How many... By the way, I, because I don't really watch it, but how many seasons have there been? Do you know? Eight? Oh, oh my God. No, it's more than that. You, well, you were on the first one. Or you were I was in actually two. I, was a, I oh, actually two? got talked into doing it again. My oh, no, there's been eight. No, wait, yeah, eight, we're eight, in eight, nine eight. right now. Oh, they're or doing another one. There's going to be nine next year. <laughs> but the idea, I don't know about you, Tom, but the idea of a compet like, it's, it's ridiculous. come on, what is, mm-hmm. you know. That'd be like basically having a, 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 a disc jockey competition, and I would go up against a dance club guy. Yeah, and it would make no yeah. sense. Right, it's comedy so subjective and everything. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people, like my manager, for instance, they were like, oh, it's good exposure. You know, it's exactly. national. You know, so if you can look good, you know, if people get yeah. a glimpse of you, blah, 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 and it's like, oh, this guy who did – like, I got fam- famous. That is such a wrong word. I got known a little bit because I did a theme song. I don't know if you saw, but in, in the first year, I did this bit where I say – I haven't done this bit in a while. Maybe I'll do it tonight in Acme. But I say, you know, America has become very dumbed down. It's a mediocre culture now. We used to have great songs written for great men in this country. But now if a folk song were written about me, it would go like this. And this got me a little popularity. It would be, Eddie Pepitone, Eddie Pepitone, he just borrowed another five grand. (laughs) His sister doesn't talk to him. And he's afraid to get in elevator. Because he thinks he's going to die. Like, that would be the folk sure. song written about me. Is that and that got me a little popularity. Is that true about elevators? I, I went through a period you don't like it. in New York. And don't ask me why. Subways and elevators for oh, about... Both. I think I must have been having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm looking back on it. Um, or I was smoking too much grass or something. Well. I had a claustrophobic... <laughs> Reaction for a few months. I, yeah, I, I, I could see that. get in elevators. Well, they and are in New York, small. that's kind of a necessity. Yeah. Oh God, if you're in New York, absolutely. <laughs> but subways, elevators, yeah, all that stuff. Subways freaked me out for a while. My grandmother, who was she was born in America, but her parents were immigrants, and I think they had moved here like a year before she was born. Uh, never left the state of Minnesota. Is that right? And would not even ride on an escalator, let alone an elevator. <laughs> She's like, the stairs are moving. I'm <laughs> she, she wouldn't ride on an escalator. Oh, that's, yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I've conquered escalators with the help got, of uh, yeah. a team of therapists. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say therapists. I was going to say The stairs are moving. The stairs are moving. Don't worry, Eddie. They're so, for your convenience. So is that part of your meditation plan you were talking about this morning? Oh, we do have to talk about. What's part of, of my meditation plan? 
Do, do you, you're how you worked your way out of the oh the anxieties yeah yeah that's basically why i uh i uh go toward the the spiritual stuff is that i'm always like okay well i'm really miserable and anxious maybe this will help you know what i mean i mean i think that's why most people go to that stuff yeah right? well, absolutely. Like, like please somebody something help me because this is not working out. <laughs> I just don't think it's a good idea to send people there. Either you, if you're going to go, you'll probably benefit because you want to be there. Oh, absolutely. You can't go you can't. if someone, you know, like you get to that meditation center. <laughs> get over there right Empty now. your goddamn mind. <laughs> yes, but you actually do meditate. Uh, I did yesterday, but it's very sporadic. Yeah, me too. I, I do the to, same Oh, you thing. do it too? You do it too? Yeah. It's like, yeah. There are t- like I get into these periods where all I want first – first of all, I have dogs, and they're the first thing in the okay. morning. They say, you should med- they say you should meditate before you do anything, but I got my dogs. I got to take them out. And then the first yeah. thing I always want is coffee. Yeah. Like I immediately want coffee, and as soon as I drink coffee, that's the antithesis. You're done. To do that, I'm done. No, you're done. I mean, have, done. How many dogs do you have and cats again? I have two dogs and five cats and a wife. Two dogs, five cats, and a wife. Mm-hmm. And no kids. I never had kids. No, you said you never had kids. Now, yeah, where, where do you live now? I live in L.A. I live in uh, – do you know L.A. a little bit? Yeah, but you know, I don't see you in L.A. I, just, I know, man. It's I not your like deal it. at all. You know what? I, I first At first, I hated it. I've been there now, I think, 11 or 12 years. At first, I hated it. And then I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like it. And now I'm really not liking it because what's going on in L.A., well, a couple of things that are murderous to the spirit. One, for me, the weather has gotten hotter and hotter each year. Really? We had a heat wave in October, 100 degrees. And in September, it went up to 109. In September? In September. And I'm an East Coast guy. I'm an East Coast guy. I'm like, give me fall weather. You know, I'm missing missing cool weather, you know. But I don't want the Minnesota winter. You guys, (laughs) like, like that's the extreme. Like, you guys are the extreme um, on the winter front. It's the coldest metropolitan area on the planet. Is that right? It is. For a certain size, it has to be a certain number of people. But for yeah. a large, large metro area, yeah. it's the coldest metro on on earth. Why do we live? I just told a story about three weeks ago, but I'll tell it again. Mm-hmm. There was a movie, Star Trek Two, I think it was the movie. <laughs> yeah, and there was a prison planet. And the reason it was a prison planet because it was too cold to be on the surface of the planet, so they put the prisoners inside the earth, right? They built the prison underground. Right. So Tom Gorman, a friend of mine from Cleveland, and I go see this movie. Yeah. And they're talking about, well, don't even try to escape this prison because you can't go on the surface. It's too cold. You'll die. <laughs> It was colder in Minnesota the day we saw it than it was in the prison planet by like three degrees. I think that it was 20. Is- I think it was 24 below on the prison planet. It was 27 <laughs> below here that day. So, you know, although, i got to tell you, Eddie. They shouldn't have shown that movie in Minnesota. No. <laughs> it didn't make any sense to you guys. One of the coldest days of my life. It was rainy. The day your son was born? Yeah, that Sorry. was exactly. It was very, very cold. Uh, I was on the corner of 20th Street and 1st Avenue in New York City. It was mm-hmm. raining and windy, and it was that real kind of like humid rain thing. Yeah. God damn, is that cold? Because it like goes right through you. Yeah. Oh, so it was in New York. It was in New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just yeah. different. When it's cold here, it's very dry cold. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Which well, that's is- what they tell you in L.A. too. Well, it's it's a hundred, but it's a dry heat, and you're like, go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you live in this. You live in this shit. 
And the other thing that L.A. is just really, it's like Mad Max, is the traffic. Oh, God. And it's gotten worse. More and more people, I don't know why, are coming to L.A. There's a drought now. It hasn't rained in four years. Yeah, right. I mean, right. it's kind of scary. It's kind of, I think L.A. is at the forefront of the apocalypse. <laughs> I really well, do. No water. Yeah. People living on top of each other. I think they're, you know, we're at the forefront. I just couldn't take everybody is a, a big deal. <laughs> That's the problem I have with L.A. is everybody's a big fucking deal. And it's like, oh, God, please. I don't want to hear about it. And the reality is, is nobody's a big deal. No, that's exactly And right. everybody's scared of everybody else. And nobody nobody tells the truth because they, they're thinking, oh, I, you know, everybody lies about their age. Oh, yeah. I'm the only idiot around there going, I'm 55. Yeah. And people are like, oh. God, he's so fucking old. Why is he still alive? It's like Norman Lear, who's 92. <laughs> yeah, I, that that would be hard for me. That would be very hard. Like the young guys now coming up in comedy, not all of them. Some of them are just wonderful, really, really right. good guys. But there's that certain element now, and I kind of blame it on Daniel Tosh. Yeah. Because Tosh got really big. But there's guys who think that they're Daniel Tosh, uh-huh. and there's these arrogant pricks. Yeah. It's like... Why are you arrogant? What have you done? I agree. I don't get that. I couldn't put up with that. I agree. And you know what's funny, too, is it seems that, um, I don't know if this is totally true, but it seems like arrogance carries people a long way sometimes. Because it's really weird how that power thing goes, especially in a town like L.A. Like like if you breeze in with this absurd self-confidence, people like that shit. Oh, I know. I I don't breeze in. I shamble in. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, hello, what? I like the shame. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you, I hope you like me. <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't. Most New Yorkers are not like that, Eddie. That I got, I hope you like me. Yeah, yeah fuck well, you. you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, mean, deep down that, they then are. I, then I kill, you know, then I destroy them in my, on stage and in my mind. Which I like that. What would you say, Andy? I said deep down they do think that. Ah, yes. I think right. that's a lot of it is insecurity. It's like, I don't care what you think. You mean the bravado. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You don't go that extreme without having it mean something. Yeah, I think you're right. Unless you're a cartoon character. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, New Yorkers are also, you know, that's a tough city. Yeah. I love New York. Yeah, I love it too. I do too. I love New York. Yeah. Did you live there? Yeah, 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. Ah, for I, I did for like five years. I, oh, nice. I used to do tons and tons of voiceover until the oh, movie nice. stars took it all. That was bad. You know, that really does suck, by the way. And movie does, stars, yeah. and they're, and now they're taking TV parts. Like, you Absolutely. know, it used to be like a guy like me <laughs> could hope to get like, you know, a really nice role on a, on a sitcom. Yeah, now, now it's like I'm going up against these guys who have all these huge credits. And no, it's, it's almost impossible. When I started in 1977 doing voiceover, mm-hmm. actors thought it was beneath them to do commercials. Yeah. And then about, yeah, you know, 25 years later, uh, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, you can make that much money? Yeah. Well, I guess it's not beneath me then. Well, you know, to like, me, it's Jesus. greedy, though, of it those guys. Greedy. Like, Absolutely. why is I Jeff agree. Bridges doing voiceovers, yeah. you know? Gene, Gene Hackman? Like, do these guys need yeah. it? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Well, it, it's like, who was it recently that, like, uh, they went on Kickstarter or something for their movie? <laughs> oh, was that Adam yeah. Carolla? It was no, someone. It was Spike Lee. 
Yeah, no. it's like, oh, do you do it on Kickstarter? You don't have the money, sir? I mean, come on. <laughs> sir? Who was it? Was some, it was Spike Lee. Did Adam do it? I think so. Oh, I didn't. To do what? Um, I think it was. Everything. It's the new thing. Oh, is everything is crowdfunded. Oh, you know who it was? It was James Franco. That's who That's you're right. thinking of. Yeah. Oh. That, Franco, now Franco's got to have so much money. Yeah, exactly. It's like so. so you go on Kickstarter. Yeah, he went on Kickstarter to raise five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred grand. Did he raise it? Oh wait, you know what? No, it wasn't James Franco. It was James Franco commented on Zach Braff. Yeah, doing the guy it. from Guardians. What did Franco Braff. say? He said. What's the matter, you? I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's was loading. He critical of Zach? Yeah, he okay. uh, he did Good not think that oh, Zach Braff oh, needed to go on Kickstarter. Yeah. No. I wonder why he'd think that. <laughs> See, that's unfortunate because I connected James Franco to it. And yeah. He was actually condemning it. Yeah. That's, yeah, I know. That's, that's unfortunate. You're disseminating. That I'm a horrible You can say that now. That's great. And he just called me a douchebag, by the way, <laughs> which works for me. I understand. <laughs> no, but it is. It's. Un- uh, that's all I picked up. Well, you know, you go through situations where I have to, you know, once in a while <clears throat> go after somebody because they're – I don't like dishonest people. Yeah. But they said, you know, if any of that stuff ever makes the newspaper because you're a public figure, no matter what it is, all people can remember is Tom Bernard fraud. <laughs> that's all they're going to remember. Oh, no really? matter how many words are in between. And even, if you, even if – I mean, they'll take it that much out of context? Well, see, I didn't even take it out of context. I just – basically heard it and didn't pay attention. I just realized I did it myself because I tied James Franco to the the negative end of it. Let's see here. So Zach Braff raised $3 million on Kickstarter. He did. Yep. Uh, For a Wish I Was Here. Wait, didn't that just like come out or something? By the way, yeah. I would just who are the people who have money like three million? Yeah, here you go, Mr. Celebrity. Have some yeah, of my pocket that's change. That's unbelievable yeah. to me. Like, honey, Zach Braff needs money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweetheart, we can't even feed our own children. I don't care. He's trying to make a movie. We can go without food for a while. <laughs> but that's, that's yeah, it's about right. It's just like it's about right. I have a buddy who sells uh Crap at like wrestling matches. Crack? Crap. <laughs> crap. Yeah. At wrestling matches. I don't know if that's like worse t-shirts or better. And, yeah. You know. And then they sell these replica belts. Yep. Which are, they sell them for like $400 or more. Wow. Replicas? Yeah. And Jesus. How and much it, do they cost to make? Probably nothing. Probably. And he, and he says that they get these people and they can tell that, like, they just put the money together to like get there, right? And then, oh, we can go without food or this mm. and that, and we'll we'll buy that. And he's actually told them no, no. Not is that selling. right? He wouldn't even sell it. Not selling it to you because <laughs> now, how unbelievable is that when a when a salesman is saying, you know what? I'm not going to take your money. money. You're too I'm much cutting of a you mo- off. You're too much of a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you gotta save yourself from yourself. P.T. Well, you Barnum said it. There's a sucker born every minute. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Cornerstone Student Loan Services, ladies and gentlemen, they bring you Michelle Tafoya every Tuesday on the TomBernardShow.com. Are you one of the 37 million Americans with student loan debt? Do you believe that, Eddie? 37 million 
student oh, absolutely. loan. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. And the average debt, by the way, is $31,000. Yeah, is I the average thirty one grand? Thirty one grand. I believe it. Unbelievable. <laughs> the rising cost of college in a slow economy could be making it more difficult to make your student loan payments. The federal oh, government- maybe a little. Yeah, yeah, yes, maybe. <laughs> the federal government has created assistance programs, but navigating the red tape takes time and can be frustrating. Cornerstone <laughs> Student Loan Services can help you. They specialize in providing expert knowledge of the programs available to help reduce, restructure, or eliminate your student loan debt. Their consultation is free, by the way, too. This is a good company. It's not some rip-off, you know, crap company. It's a good company. Their consultation is free, and most borrowers will qualify. Give them a call today at 1-800-599-2614, 1-800-599-2614studentloanhelpus.com. You can just go to studentloanhelpus.com, Cornerstone Student Loan Services, and we'll talk to Michelle Tafoya on Tuesday. So you said how many people? 37 million. 37 million, and uh, what is the average? 31,000. 31,000. You know, I got rid of my student loan. Uh, Kickstarter. <laughs> it was it was phenomenal. Really worked out well. Yeah, 37 million times 31,000 uh 11 billion. Is 11 that billion. right? Is that 11 billion? 11 billion dollars in in college loan debt. Unbelievable. Colleges or wait, are is it 1 billion? Unbelievable. Oh, uh, with the amount rip-off. of money they charge, and I'll tell you when you billion. realize. I'll tell you when you realize what a ripoff <clears throat> all this stuff is. Healthcare, college, is that there are free universities throughout the world. Yeah. In Europe, they educate their people. A lot of European countries educate their people on the government's dime. Right. Not here. No, not, not here. here. No. Education and healthcare should be a right. Not, not here. No, well, I'll tell you what, Eddie. We we are the we'll pay for everything country. And everybody hates our goddamn guts. We pay for everything. <laughs> Research and development. Oh, you really? You need a military? We'll just send you ours. Yeah, we pay, the taxpayers of this country pay for everything. Oh, militaries are a thing. That's what we do. Yeah, that's, that's well, we're good at uh, we're good at the military education. Not so much healthcare. Not so much. But don't you think that college is kind of a ripoff? Oh, thing? I mean, just in general. In general, yeah, yeah, it is the way it is now because I don't think people are really getting an education now. I think what goes on is corporations have won. By the way, corporate the corporate world has won. They have won. They have won the game. And so now colleges are basically just vocational schools to fit into the system. Nobody learns about Plato and Socrates. And oh, no. What's oh, really no. important. They're not, really, they're not reading great literature. They're all, they're all being groomed to be in some financial right. house or whatever I field. learned about Plato when I was in, like, kindergarten. Well, Andy, you're a little different than most kids. I will tell you that. That is the only one who got it. You also I did. He was talking about the clay. <laughs> I used to I love was, Plato. I, was I would sniff the cans. say not <laughs> Plato, Plato, <laughs> Plato, my yes, little yellow Plato. friend, Socrates by Milton Bradley. <laughs> that would be Plato. Stratego. Uh, Stratego. 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 And you did taught yourself to read when you were like three years old. I was pretty young, but I didn't have anything else to do since I didn't yeah, like were three, I people remember. or nature. And actually, your method was, was pretty good. What I used to do was I would lay face down on the floor with a book like right here mm-hmm. and he would lay on my back and look over my shoulder so he learned to read oh. act like i could read for a while and then tell you fake it till you make it yeah and i mean he <laughs> works he with would, reading he too. would watch me read and then realize oh that word is vehicle you know that's pretty cool actually yeah it's a nice way to you know get your were you a rolling. big reader 
I love to read. Yeah, do you I still read, do it? Oh, I read tons. You do. Are you reading actual <clears throat> books or do you do the Kindle thing? I love to hold on to a Me book. Me too, yeah. I love to hold on. I tried to Kindle for a while and I just I never did it. Yeah. Actually, I have books though. I have the iBooks or whatever. And at first, <coughs> at first this is so funny about the phone and all this stuff on the computer. At first you think you're really cool like, look at me. I'm reading a novel online. Yeah, cool yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. And then, and then my eyes start. Basically, my eyes start to hurt when because I read it on the computer uh, too much. I, I like holding books too. No, I do. I love to read hardcover. I'm not a big fan of paperbacks because they have big hands. And Except like, when you travel, it is a lot to carry. Yeah, you know. As a matter of fact, I was reading this uh, this novel that was so big. And I was on the. I was in. I was actually traveling to Europe to do a gig, and I actually left it in an airport because I was like, "This thing is too fucking heavy." <laughs> I just left. <laughs> and it I behind. went. And I got the the paperback when I got back to the states. Yeah, I mean, it does happen. You know what there, I mean? There's no question. But I I don't think I could go to sleep without reading. Yeah, you know that's a good thing. They say to read before you sleep mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. television or right. uh, computer. You know, just for the head, like read, and it does help yeah. me a little bit. I think it's really good for you. It yeah. just you know you have your time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of really really good writers that nobody's ever heard of too. You can find these writers all of them. just terrific. You do a lot of re- what well, you're in what you're in graduate school. No, I'm still doing undergrad. Well, I thought you yeah. were. I thought you graduated. That's, no, that's. Uh, I had to put it off after my mom passed away. Oh, because yeah. How about this poor kid? Mm. You were tw- 24 at the time. Uh, yeah. So. 24. How old are you now? 26. But his mother passed away the day he was supposed to graduate. Is that right? Yeah. Oh were. man, that unbelievable. Oh man. Nice Italian kid too, by the way. Oh I mean, yeah, Italian. All right. Yeah. What's your last name? Molina. Molina. But, it was Molinari, but Molinari, yeah. Oh, that's a big wh- where I grew up in Staten Island. Oh, yeah. Uh, Guy Molinari was the uh, borough president. Oh, so yeah. He was like he was like the first family on Staten Island <laughs> for a, long, a long time. So you changed it from or your family? No, changed no. It from, when they came over from uh, Sicily, right, right, right. Oh, you're so. Sicilian too. Oh, we're yeah. we're. Oh, this is. I'm Sicilian. Eddie, I'm not well. just dragging a bunch of people. <laughs> you know, as he smokes his e cigar. My e cigar. <laughs> um. summer but we are not running out of clips on this episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you by bradshaw and bryant great clips this week from ronzio vance andy kindler and eddie pepitone thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next week